Welcome to another podcast from the Rotary and Community Services Show, which is now in its 10th year. Our show is broadcast every Friday between 6 and 8 p.m. on Community Radio Station 3WBC 94.1 FM and also streams live on the World Wide Web. Well, you're listening to 94.1 FM, 3LEBC, and this is the Rotary Radio Show. And, dear listener, I've got that special guest with me again. <laughs> hello, Julie. <laughs> hello, hello, David, and hello to all your listeners. I feel like I've almost got a regular gig here Yeah, now. I think, yes. <laughs> we'll get your name on the group, I think. Uh, how does it feel to be now a past district governor? Well, it is... Um, I did say at our changeover that if I had $100 for everyone right. who asked me, are you sad that it's ending? And I went, no. And then the others who said, are you glad that it's ending? And I said, no. Um, and I think that probably sums it up. It's been the most amazing experience, I think, yes, of my yes. life so far. I've had um, some memories that will never be erased. Yes. Um, opportunities that I never thought I would have yes. had, I would never have. Yeah. Um, probably a, a few challenges along the way that mm-hmm. you would expect. Come back to that in a okay. little while. Okay, we will, we <laughs> yeah. will indeed. But the privilege of being able to serve Rotary in yes. this uh, manner, and, and it never escaped my, my memory either, that it, it is the largest uh, district in Australia, oh, it's right, So it had this sense of, um, I guess, high expectations, um, perhaps more from within yeah. than anyone else. Um, but look, all of that being said, it's, it's just been extraordinary. Well, while we're on this sort of note, we, we've had a number of DGs on over the time. So what briefly is, as you see, is the role of a DG? Look, I, I really feel... Um, that it's no different to any role that we have in Rotary right. in that we're there to serve. Yep. So I took it, uh, I guess my, my mantra was, and still is, it's all about the clubs. Yes. So as a district governor, in my mind, and in relation to setting up our team, right. it was very much about being what I call servant leaders. Okay. So in my sense for the district governor, it was about getting to know the clubs, their needs, their aspirations, right. uh, their desires for the future, um, and uh, working uh, quite intimately with the presidents as the leaders yep. of the yep. clubs, uh, and then supporting them to achieve their goals, yep. their aims, um, and their aspirations. Yep. This is a slightly difficult question. Mm-hmm. Did you find that many of the clubs really did have any, have any sense of not so much what they're doing day to day, mm. but where they are going sort of year to year. So, mm. I think the clubs that have done um, uh, Club Vision, which yep. is a program yes. that um, I strongly yeah, yeah. support, <laughs> yeah. um, I think where they've they've, uh, they've taken on board the opportunity to reflect on on where they're at yep. and to genuinely come together and form some some um, yeah. ideas and um, and goals for the future. I think then translating that into a plan, they are absolutely um, on the right track okay, to where okay. they want to be. Yeah. I think other, other clubs are um, struggling and, and I guess one of the challenges that I perceived at the very start when I had a look yeah. at our district but also Rotary um, internationally was that um, the capacity to attract and keep 
people coming together in the name of Rotary and, and joining our clubs. That has become much more difficult, hasn't oh, it, Julie? It, it sure has. And so for me... Why uh, do you think that was or is? Uh, I think it's competing competing forces yeah, for yeah. your time, really. I really do. And, and I think um, in some respects, in some situations yeah. with Rotary, there is a, um, um, a perspective or a perception that it is for a certain group of people um, and whether that's the wealthy, whether it is males, um, you it know, whatever. what the group is, but it's It doesn't really matter. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so I think one of the, the, the um, I guess, the goals that I set yeah. was very much to analyse the, um, the, the, position, the position, I suppose, in our district with membership, yeah. analyse the clubs um, individually in terms of how I could best support them yeah. um, with membership, how I could work with them. Um, and then I embarked on, I suppose, a fairly uh, aspirational goal in terms of membership. Right. Yes. And that led us as a district to um, put in place perhaps some, some different things and yeah. to what we've done in the past. And yeah. so I um, announced a, a member a month campaign, which for some clubs I think they thought um, that was highly amusing. And <laughs> yes, they were very polite though. I don't yes, think they yes, laughed yes. in my face. But, you know, I, I really did work on that premise that there are so many people yeah. out there who really want to do what Rotary does, but they just don't know that Rotary's there to help them to yeah. pursue what they want what? to achieve. Oh, I'm getting on my little soapbox <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, the real Rotary is a, one of the best kept secrets. Yes, I, oh, look, I couldn't agree more. And so. one of the things I've tried to do, uh, I've been in the service club for nearly 40 years now. Wow. Uh, wow. First was a round table in Britain. Okay. Then Apex and then uh, a charter member of Canterbury. Wow. So wow. I've noticed that over that period, I take, go back to my round table days, Mm. Uh, we had to knock members back. Oh, indeed. They were all, you know, it was... So keen. So yeah. keen yeah. and people had, I think, a lot more spare time or uh, unallocated time, if I, I can... I do think you're right there. I do. Um, I know that when I visited clubs, I had um, some questions. I put to them questions yeah. like, why did you join? Yeah. And then I... Um, ask new members but I ask members that I met who've been in yes. and members of their club for 50 years or more and do you know what they said they said many said well I was invited but most said because they wanted to make a difference in their community they wanted right. to do something to make their community um, better or in some cases they had an idea about um, helping a group at an international level and then when I asked them why did they stay the, the common answer was yeah. because I made friends. I connected with yes. people who had the same kind of aspirations as, as I had. Yeah. Um, and that, that kept them there. And for me, in many instances, that's a lifetime yeah. that of, yeah. of service to the community through Rotary. So I think when you, when you learn that, you become even more determined um, that there are so many people out there, if they knew what Rotary does, they yeah. would want to connect yeah. with Rotary to achieve what they want to achieve. And I think so the other part know, of that is Rotary's not very good at telling what we actually well, do. Well, you know, a link with that Member a Month campaign yeah. that did get a yeah. few chuckles, um, we set up a, an incentive, a financial incentive, 
So we said, if clubs can get four new members yep. within a certain time frame, each new member would be allocated $250 to develop a collective project, new project, connecting to new organisations out in their community for that club that they had joined. And uh, there were no real rules around it. It was yeah. just that framework to work in. And the theory behind that is new members bring new members. Yeah, and new right. members who are keen um, and engaged with what they're doing mm. in Rotary will bring other members with them. And David, I've got to tell you, for all the, for all the, the giggling at times, yeah. for all of us, we've had so many clubs that have embraced that. That's Some good. have got their member a month. Some fall just short. But all those clubs who did that are proudly sharing their achievements in their community. They are also the clubs that joined in some of the signature events that we right, did to yes. showcase clubs in our community. Um, and they're really travelling well now. So I'm, I'm really, really, really delighted with that. One of the things I'd like to just explore a bit more with you, Julie, sure. is you must have had some idea before you became DG as to what you thought your um, I was going to use the word pressure it's not quite the right word but mm. where you might have to focus not just your time but mm. effort mm -hmm. to do certain things mm -hmm. uh, did you have any feels what two of those might have been at the beginning of mm. just before you were made DG mm. well certainly um, I mentioned the membership yeah. but um, along with that really came, came for me uh, you mentioned that sometimes Rotary, you know, hides its um, achievements. But not intentionally, I'm no. sure. So the it's other thing, very nature. It, it is, isn't it? Yeah. It is. It's the humility and, and doing it yeah. for the right reasons. What we yeah. do. But for me, it was about trying to ignite some of that um, outward uh, face of Rotary. Yeah. And um, I realised that I had to perhaps provide some opportunities for that, but I also had to talk about the value of that yes. so we certainly did um, some, some things that are a little bit different um, purple finger, finger pinky finger for polio uh, was <laughs> I one. like that yeah. and, uh, and that was lovely because the, the clubs who, who used social media yeah. to say around about that time when we had people painting yeah. their little uh, yeah. fingers purple around about um, the notion of almost eradicating polio that engaged a lot of people in the community yeah. and uh, more people said, ah, oh, that's right, that's what Rotary does. Yeah. So for me, um, continuing that with Rotary's birthday, yeah. where I've encouraged every club every year to celebrate and be, I call it being loud and proud as yeah. a Rotarian. I've talk, I talk to clubs and I hope they continue with this about the notion of taking Rotary from the inside out. And that, for me, is that um, yeah, we well we know we know when we're inside Rotary how wonderful it is, true. but That's we need to true. take that outside of, of what we yeah. know. And so I encourage clubs to have their meetings instead of inside in that week of Rotary's birthday out on the foot, footpaths of Melbourne, as it were, out on I the like footpaths of Melbourne yes, like with that. all their Rotary regalia with all of their celebration of, of what Rotary stands for. Yeah. Um, and so that notion of taking Rotary from the inside out, I hope that, that um, people pick up on that because I think it's a fabulous way for the passing parade of people yeah. to see 
but Rotary is very proud of, of, sure of what we do. If you, know? you got ten people in separately off the street and said, "What is Rotary?" Mm. You'd probably get ten different views, which were only minimally correct. Absolutely. <laughs> what Rotary? Absolutely. Really? Yeah. And you know what, David? The other thing that um, that I've learned um, that's so important yeah. is we have to use the medium that people use today, and clearly yes. that's yes. social media. Yeah. So I set, a, um, again, some high aspirational goals, I suppose, around making sure that every one of our clubs had, had an outward-facing Facebook page. Right. A group, yes, but a public Facebook page so that anyone who's surfing the net yeah. could um, Google and would get a Facebook page for every one of our clubs that's telling people what the clubs do and what they stand for. And I think we've hit about 100% with that, oh, thanks to great excellent. support from yeah. Adrian Nelson, who was our you know, yeah. marketing and kind of a media chair. So I'm very, very pleased with that. Uh, there's more on Twitter, mm-hmm. and there's more understanding Instagram and some of the other social yeah. media platforms that can actually show what we do. We, um, we also have, an, and, and most districts do, I know, a YouTube channel, a District 9800, yeah. and we, we did some short Could videos. Can you talk about that, yeah, the channel and how we get onto it? Um, well, I Google everything, Dave. <laughs> well, I, just, the I just Google everything. That's how I get onto it. And, you know, if people uh, choose to have a look, they will see, again, some short videos and information yeah about um, what we've done during the course of the year yeah. and, and again they'll form a view about what we stand for and I have to say the other thing my background is in education the other thing that I've encouraged clubs to do is to reach out to their educational community yes. there are so many schools where if, again the opportunity to engage in the Rotary programs the youth based programs yes. Uh, it's still unfamiliar to many many school communities, so I'm really encouraging that, and I'm very very proud to say that we're getting um, more interact clubs, mm-hmm. we're getting more early act clubs, and early act is really Rotary for primary school students. Oh, and okay. uh, we've yes. got uh, we've got one more club that um, we had uh, um, inducted in this last yes. Rotary year. One more, two more coming up in the next Rotary year. So. I guess for me I'm so passionate about that because yeah. I've seen Interact and Early Act work in my school but I've seen the interest and the pride that the parents and indeed grandparents have when they see what the youngsters are doing again in the name of Rotary and I have people who want to join Rotary now because of what they've seen their children are doing. Oh that's wonderful. So I think that there's so many opportunities yes. out there and I guess for me they were sort of ideas at the start yeah. that have been successful to some extent yeah. but I think stand the test of, of further yeah. work yeah. and I'm so, so pleased that um, those following me with Neville John who's now our district yes, governor yes. Um, and Peter Frew and, and Bronwyn Stevens um, I, I know they can see the value of, of those sorts of practices yeah. and I know that um, they will continue um, you know, that outward face of Rotary, that pride that we want our clubs to show in what they do, yeah. um, and that connection with all um, kind of people in the community, including our youngsters coming through, uh, that connection that, that can really translate into wonderful Rotary service as well. 
really put to her and we started talking about up there and I thought we really need to capture this. <laughs> what sort of really great, big, that wonderful thing do you feel you've got out of your year as DG? Yes. Well, certainly um, what, will, what will always stand with mm. me, stay with me, I suppose, yeah. um, is the respect that was given to the role and then the warmth and the um, support that was given to me as the person living the role. Right. And I have done what I thought is right and I have, I suppose, implemented some things that are a little bit different um, and that will always be something that I'll be grateful for in terms of the welcome, the the support, the engagement with those ideas. So that will always stay with me. But, and I guess I've, I've put a few challenges out there, David, because, yes, um, you know, for the clubs, the challenge was to, you need to look within in your clubs and you need to say, are we truly relevant for what it is that the world around us wants? Um, our little world, yeah. Our little world, is yeah, it, is it yeah. reaching out? Uh, and have we got a, a diversity of membership that reflects our, our community? Um, are we truly engaging in what it is that Rotary stands yeah. for for us? Have, are, we, are we writing checks or are we out there doing things for the homeless and, and people who really need our support? Yeah. So there were some challenges thrown there. And sometimes I thought, mm, am I pushing this a little bit too far? But then we had a, um, some amazing um, results from our Council on Legislation. Yes. basically said clubs do need to be relevant for their community. They do need to have a, a look within so that what changes might need to be made will make them or continue their relevance in the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years. Yeah. And that notion of flexibility, um, um, purposeful engagement with people who want to do something in the name of Rotary, thinking about what a, um, an engaging meeting might sound like. Yeah, um, yeah putting the proposition that people can engage with project work in ways that they can, uh, using a mixture of face-to-face yeah. and, and online engagement, uh, to me I find so exciting and I'm pleased that our clubs have embraced this um, affirming new practice from above, from Rotary International. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm very optimistic about um, Rotary in our district and in Australia and, and indeed worldwide because of that licence that's now being given to clubs to truly reflect Rotary's uh, values yeah. but to do it in a way that's relevant for the time. So leave it up to the clubs almost Absolutely. to interpret Absolutely. what that means to, exactly. to them locally. And you know that won't change the role of the district governor. No, no. Well not the way I see it. No, no, no. The no. district governor will no. be there still, the district governor will be that support, that conduit to information, that advocate for what yeah, clubs are yeah. doing, that um, checkpoint Charlie I suppose, if, if yeah. the clubs say do you think this is going well, yeah. all that will remain. Um, but I'm very, very optimistic that our clubs will really grow in membership um, as a result of this increased license for flexibility, you know. All right, Julie, what about Julie now? What's what's in store for Julie? (laughs) Well, David, Julie said that she wanted her district to have 3,000 members by the end of this year. Now, we have have had a significant turnaround. 
but we're not going to have 3,000 members. We might be about 400 short or 300 short. So Julie's going to work on the membership committee behind the scenes for the next couple of years and work very hard to support the district governors coming in so that we do get our 3,000 members. (laughs) I'm going to put my my work where my mouth was. Um, I'm privileged to be able to take on the role in our district of um, learning and leadership and that means I'll be uh, conducting some leadership programs for presidents coming in for the next two years some seminars for new members and members um, within the club who may take on leadership. I'll be looking after the Rotary Leadership um, Institute, which I'm delighted, and I've got a role on our foundation committee looking after our VTT program. So I'm going to be a busy little bee, but I'm going to be a very happy, um, happy busy little bee. Well, can I say, uh, (laughs) afar and our special little district conference <laughs> build up which by the way I thought was excellent oh, the district you. conference thank I thought, you. good venue and the way you've got the little gifts everywhere I thought that was lovely lovely oh thank you I'll pass that on to Heather Wilson that was that, her idea well whatever <laughs> her idea was it sort of fitted the, oh, the overall agenda well mm. can I say I think you've been an excellent DG mm, Julie thank you uh, and I know you've go on to great things within Rotary over the next little while. Thank you, David. (laughs) Okay. Thank you very much indeed, Julie. Thank Thank you for listening to this podcast. This was produced and presented by David Proud of the Rotary Club of Canterbury in Melbourne, Victoria. Other podcasts can be found on our club website, which is www.canterburyrotary.org.